2: 10 News Conference with Gene Vallicente. That shared story is why today I am proud to be the representative from Rhode Island's first congressional district.
1: We're a great state. We're a great state. I know some of you pop over to Rhode Island. It's nice to visit. You can shop there. You can have a meal. You can go gamble, whatever.
2: But look at all the green
0: arrows, right. This is success. This is real progress.
2: Holding the powerful accountable from Washington, D.C. to right here in southern New England. This is 10 News Conference with Gene Valicenti.
0: And good morning, everybody. I'm Gene Valacenti. As you can see, this is our Thanksgiving weekend reporter roundtable. Joining me at the table: Allison Bologna, Brian Crandall, and Liz Bateson. This is your first uh, seat is. at the table, Liz. I know. Oh, Thanks right. for yeah. having me. All right. It's a big deal. <laughs> it is. This is a big deal. It's, I'm honored. It's the big you table. For Thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> you're, at the, you're at the big table
3: now. <laughs> Where's the food? Right, there you
0: go. Uh, hey, we just set up um, some stories there. Gabe Amo, let's begin with him. Politics-wise, he's the name of the, uh, could be the name of the year. Brian Crowley, you covered him on the night he won.
2: Yeah, and again, I I don't think it was a big surprise that he won on election night in November. The story was back in September when he came out of that crowded primary. Uh, the district is, you know, definitely Democratic leaning, if not heavily Democratic. So again, not a surprise right. uh, that he beat Republican Gary Leonard on election night, but it, it is quite a story for him to come out of that pack amongst uh, some higher profile names in the Democratic Party and now quickly taking office uh, just a few days after winning the election and um, you know having some important votes and some high profile issues, uh, most namely the Conflict in the Middle East. Yeah, I never heard of him.
1: A Honestly, lot of people didn't. Right.
2: No, and people. He was an
1: insider, right? Yeah, people say?
2: in politics knew him. He had yeah. worked for right. Governor Raimondo between stints at the White House, first for President Obama, mm-hmm. uh, then for President Biden. And he, it, it still surprises me that that message that he used in the primary worked. Like I've worked for two presidents. I, I really think didn't it, think that would resonate with Rhode Islanders. I, I didn't were in the to beginning, hear what you're going to do for me.
1: Yes, totally, especially with this economy, but, but at the end of the day, with all the drama around Sabina Matos, I think it was mm. anything but, mm-hmm. and people were willing to, uh, to take a look. Listen, I live in Oak Hill in Pawtucket, it was quietly building about three months before the election, and then mm. you heard about it down in the lower districts too. So I think it was fast and kind of furious at the end, yeah, in support for him.
0: A- it- after his story, Sabina's the other story, right? Of I course, mean, the flame out it really imploded for her,
2: right? And it left the door open. You know, that was the story of the summer, really. Sure. You know, starting in July and then going into August, and it pretty much appeared that she was pretty much done at that point, and. And then it was Aaron Regenberg. to lose, Right, too. and then it was Aaron Regenberg. It seemed yep. like he was, it was his election to lose. But then we've discussed before, I think he was just, I think, too polarizing in the party. There were people who really liked him, but there was Democratic insiders who just didn't like him and had some really not nice I things I think a lot say. of people
1: see Amo as more of a moderate, which we're seeing less of these days. Well, so. I,
0: I'll listen, he's only been in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We're, we're taping on a Wednesday just before Thanksgiving. And uh, already he's making the news, Liz. Uh, he, he, he took a vote. There was a resolution to defund college campuses that allow for anti-Semitism. He voted against that, raising some eyebrows on the East Side and elsewhere. He put a statement. I don't know if you read this on one of your newscasts. Mm-hmm. He put a statement on basically saying nothing, that he supports fighting, <laughs> and, that he supports. He's, of course, he's against anti-Semitism. He'd like to spend more money on that, but I don't know if you read the whole statement. There's nothing explaining why he voted right. against the resolution.
2: I, yeah, and I, I think you know, in that wing of the party they'll probably argue that there's free speech and they don't want to take that away from college campuses, mm-hmm. right? But then he walks that fine line and I asked him on election night about it. You asked him during the debate about, is your support for Israel uh, unequivocal, right? Or right. Unqualified? unqualified. And he said, yes, it is. And I asked him on election night, like, okay, you know, how many civilian deaths in Gaza are you willing to uh, you know, tolerate and where your support goes? So I think he's, Maybe, and I think some of the politicians are trying to walk that fine line. But if you, you know, have Jewish support, especially, uh, you know, in parts of the district, then you may rankle some of them with votes. I think like a lot that. of
1: people want to know, too, if he's any action behind all the talk. Yeah. You know, he he knows how to speak well publicly. The question is, what's the action behind it and what's his record? Yeah. We don't really know yet. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Honeymoon period. Uh, right. He gets a break like everybody else. But mm-hmm. already the first news released, a little week. You didn't explain your vote. You explained mm-hmm. that, well, We're all for oxygen, we're all for, you know.
2: And that he would support funding to combat
0: anti-Semitism. Okay, we're gonna go around the table and pick a story you wanna talk about. Liz, uh, what are you bringing to the table, as we say? Oh, let's talk- Earn your seat. (laughs) Let's
3: talk Providence Schools. Um, Obviously, the state takeover is set to expire next year. Mm -hmm. Will that happen, will that not? The RADCAST scores were a big talker. This year, when they came out, Mm -hmm. they were touting this as a big improvement. But still, when you look at the scores, less than 30% of students in the state of Rhode Island are proficient in math, just about 33% proficient in English. Um, and they're touting this as we're doing better than Massachusetts. We're, the scores aren't better, but they're saying yeah. we're growing quicker than Massachusetts. Well, that's a hard, can only go
1: up at this point. <laughs>
3: and that's a hard comparison because Massachusetts is already 10 percentage points above us. Yeah. They're starting on higher ground. So how accurate of a comparison is that?
0: You really have to watch what the politicians <laughs> say. Now, I understand <laughs> government Governor McKee sees it as a good story. And right. he, is going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. However, the numbers are lower than pre-pandemic. The yeah. numbers are terrible in Providence. That well, made, some of them yeah, didn't even register. They didn't even right? register. They were Central an Falls Central Falls too. It's Central Falls. The Tucket is nothing to brag about. Right. So, But on the, we don't want to, you know, listen, we can beat up everything. But on the <laughs> other hand, he's saying, hey, we made progress. We're going in yeah. the right direction. And he still thinks. I believe it's by the year 2035. Am I correct? 2030 correct. is the goal. I believe on the education yes. to that catch 30, up to Massachusetts. We will catch up to Massachusetts. Do you buy that? I, I wouldn't book
2: that bet. I mean Massachusetts is a national leader, it right? Is um,
1: Maine it, as well
2: so yeah and, and so you played that clip at the beginning where you heard the governor's voice you didn't see him and he said look at all these green arrows yeah. that was an interview uh i did with him a couple weeks ago we aired it um where he was talking about attendance numbers and that's his big push right now he said right. he's got yeah. everybody talking about attendance if you get the kids in school you'll improve the scores and that was like the department of education's uh, attendance dashboard right. for all these schools in the state and the green arrow the showed that schools cro- were doing chronic than absenteeism was schools. down. Well, so, they are. Yeah. Yeah. But he claims that chronic absenteeism is down and that's what that dashboard was and that's a sign of success and you know his big thing is this out of yep. school program Learn right. 365. Yeah.
1: Which it's funded for what one year and then the question is how do you sustain it after
3: that? So. It's on well, the towns and cities.
1: Right
2: and that was the question that I brought to him and he said the Johnston didn't do Learn 365. Mm. They're the ones who publicly said, no, we're not going to do this because you may give us some money off the start uh, to begin these programs after school during the summer, but how are we going to keep it going after that? Um, The governor says, well, the people who say that they don't understand the program, that you don't have to commit money, but he didn't really answer where's the money going to come from after. I think his plan is to try to get more money in the budget every year, but that remains... To be seen right. and i think these other towns are like okay if you want to give us some money we'll, we'll take mm. it he also has a little flap going on with the policinas in, they in don't Johnston. get along they don't get Fair along they used to get along now they don't get along
0: <laughs> yeah. anymore you've covered the schools for us i you, have yeah. I, this is your beat for it so is. to speak yes yeah were you surprised that the numbers weren't w- what they were
3: the cast scores yeah. i mean i think it's hard when you look at it less than 30 percent of students are proficient i mean that was eye-opening to me you would think not knowing going into it, you would think you would hope at least like 80% of students. Well, are it was bad before the ba-
1: the pandemic. Yeah, it was worse after the pandemic. So before, after and I think and it's then, just going to be straight for a long period of time, right? And
3: yeah, where do we go from here? And even with the absenteeism, I know that's a big topic right now for Governor McKee, but I looked at the numbers just from the chart this morning that they have in Hope High School, Central High School, still about 50% of students are on track to be chronically absent so that's half of the students not showing up to school every day how do we get these kids in school if they're not in school they're not learning which is their whole thing and the hopkins but. report was now what is it four years old now
0: at least right. at least that's the, uh, the report the, start of the takeover with
2: the takeover right schools. and then you have the takeover issue and ha- has that really helped? Right. It, it does not seem it has. And you know, one of the criticisms within the Providence School District in particular was they kept changing the program. They'd bring in new administrations from the outside and everything would change and there was no consistency. Mm-hmm. And so and where does that now? And a lot of fighting between
1: the commissioner and the union, that didn't yeah. help things out either. Right. So.
2: Well, you have
0: to go to school to learn. So the governor is right. If, there's no, mm-hmm. if you're right. not there, you're not gonna learn. Uh,
2: and now he's pinning his hopes, right? His Learn 365 program is, out of school time. That's, and so I asked, how do, how do you, ex- time, right. And yeah. how do you expect that to, you know, it's giving money to, to communities to then partner with the Boys and Girls Club, which the governor has a close, he basically grew up in a Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. Um, I did an interview leading up to the election last year and we said, hey, pick where you want to do the interview. And it was a Boys and Girls Club uh, that, you know, he has fond right. memories of. So the hope there is that you get kids involved in these fun things, educational things after school, and then they show up to school. And I, inter- I talked to the, the head of the Boys and Girls Club in East in Providence East where Providence. they started a program yep. and expanded a program as part of the funding of this. And they said, yes, we mm-hmm. see results. The kids who come to these programs show up more in schools. Okay. So well, they also choose to go to the clubs. So there's right, that buy Right, and that's another well. thing. How
3: do you get, you have, I mean, you obviously have to get the parents on board. And how do you get the kids in these clubs if they're not, there are clubs that exist already and if parents aren't taking advantage of that. right?
0: You know. Well, if you go into the news business, you must show up in a ten. We start, <laughs> we start on time. Absolutely.
3: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle.
0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Thank you for turning to 10, your news leader. 10 News Conference with Gene Valicenti continues right now.
1: Everything that we do in education builds. Families are coming in through the federal system, and the federal government must step up to support them.
0: boy should be abolished. I realize that it's never going to be abolished, but it needs to be revised. Boy, Governor Haley's got her hands full with the migrants. She, sure she does. went mm-hmm. to court and said, I have to cap you at 7,500 families. I have no more room. Now they're scrambling to the find room. Uh, this week, they put them on the second floor of the DOT building in conference, conference rooms, rooms in the downtown the Boston. This sounds insane.
1: Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's sad. It's dire. It's incredible that it's come to this. We had a story on this morning about North Attleboro, too, because they are mm-hmm. trying to do some skill building for some migrants right. so they can get to work, which is kind of interesting right now, right? Because every business is saying that they don't have enough staff. So maybe there's right. a way to turn this into a positive, but I mean, they're literally turning conference rooms into shelters now, at this me, point.
0: Let me just say, these migrants are here legally. Now right. they crossed the border <laughs> illegally, but they ran up to a uh, to a border patrol and said, I, I'm, I seek asylum that yes. allows them to stay here pending court, to actually to determine whether or not they can stay here. So technically they're legal, Brian.
2: Right, and the thing is though, they now have court dates right. in various places. And the, the story in North Attleboro was one uh, that, that I yeah. put together. And, you know, I asked some of the officials there, all right, so you have these people staying in town. Where are their court dates? Are they all in Boston? And they're like, no, some of them have court dates in Miami. Some of them have court dates in Texas. So How's they're that work here- for the employer, too, by the way? Right. So they, they're, they have legal status. And you heard Governor Healy saying we need the feds to step up with help. We, then you have municipalities saying we need the state to step up with help. And the town manager in North Ottawa basically said, we're not really providing any town resources to the migrants because there's no funding for it. So I'm not going to write up a bill and hope to be reimbursed for it later. So we're not bussing anybody anywhere. The National Guard is there to help. Uh, The kids are going to town schools. The schools are supposed to get reimbursed at a rate of more than a hundred dollars a day. Right, and the big push that was part of my story is to get the migrants working papers, Mm -hmm. right? Because most of them don't. Mm -hmm. So we featured a company that has hired three of them that have working papers so they're able to get a paycheck and earn some money, and I guess the goal would be to go out on your own and not live in one of these hotels that the state is paying for uh, and contracted with. Uh, And the governor's governor's office last week did a, um, with the federal government, a workshop to try to cut through the red tape to get people working permits faster, because usually it takes, I think, six months. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get it down to weeks, so they're stuck here with nothing to do in these hotel rooms. The the kids are going to school, but the parents have... There's Nothing tons of to complaints
1: about the voucher programs and how the hotels are being, or motels, are being taken care of in the neighborhoods. It's a problem. Yeah, it's
0: a problem in New York, Chicago, right. Los Angeles. and right. New York, Mayor Adams is cutting his municipal budget. Police, fire, schools, sanitation, and others across the board to pay the bill to put the migrants up. Mm-hmm. The people in New York are losing their minds over this. Mm-hmm. I mean, same thing in Los Angeles and, and Chicago.
2: You know, they just don't know what to do anymore.
1: Heated tents, right?
2: Yeah. Right, and that's why the town manager in North Adams said we're not, the state isn't funding us to have them here. It's they can fund that part of it. But you're right. If you're the city of New York and you have this right to shelter situation, yeah. somebody's got to foot the bill, and mm. it's it is just a crazy situation. And maybe the you know if they can get people working faster, maybe that is the answer. And, but. Where do they go after that? Right? Are they going to be able to find example. housing? Uh,
0: you did cover that story. There is a, uh, she was a Haitian migrant, I believe. Correct? Yes. And she's working in a factory in North Attleboro, and mm-hmm. she's happy to be working. And she's here legally. Yes. So maybe she'll make enough to pay the rent the, to find an apartment. Th-
2: that's the goal, right? But yeah. again, how long, how I mean, long the, the, Isn't the hotel contract for like nine years yeah. that the state has? They could keep renewing it for up right. to nine years. You know, they're basically picking kind of the more econo hotels in yeah. communities to contract them out for long periods of time. But... Yeah, how long is that sustainable Allison you set the table next story
1: all right the next story so Ask Allison you all know about my series Ask Allison like you tons of questions come in obviously about DOT but it was interesting when Mayor Smiley's office kind of turned it around and asked me if I could do a story about him so on the softer side of things I think a lot of us didn't know the story about his own personal recovery I didn't know you didn't did you know I did not yeah Liz didn't know I didn't know either and I do a lot of work in that community but the long and the short of it is It got a lot of traction, that story. We did it in two parts, and he came forward and talked about his own personal road to recovery. And then I asked him how he's going to apply that then to the drug problem that we see just getting worse and worse and worse in the city of Providence and elsewhere. So I'm doing a two-camera interview inside the mayor's office, and we're looking out over Kennedy Plaza. And I said, it must kind of break your heart, right, to look out. Mm and see that nothing is changing. And he says he's completely committed to getting fentanyl off the streets, but it's an uphill battle yeah. for mm-hmm. sure.
0: He comes on my radio show uh, once a month. He does, Ask the Mayor. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, he's very popular. gets he's a lot popular, of He's popular,
1: he's direct, he answers questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think this was a nice side to see of him and that he felt human, accessible, and he wants to do what he can for sure but he knows his limitations at the same time.
0: I think he's popular because as long as he stays to bread and butter issues, fill the potholes, pick up the garbage, basic stuff Clean that people the in Providence want, he's not talking about uh, pie in the sky, social policies, That not, he's not doing any of that. No. And he's, right, they say when you're mayor you got to fill the potholes yeah. and collect the trash, right? I, uh, he's I available
1: was, too which is great from the media's perspective I as well. I marched
0: in the Columbus Day Parade and he was right behind me and he was being cheered and a lot of politicians. Are cheered in parades. Sometimes they, they take a beating. All right, one, two, three. Another story list. All right, what let's, have you been covering for us? Uh,
3: the legalization of marijuana. Okay. Obviously, this was off. This has the opportunity to be a big revenue source for the state. Yep. It was off to a slow start, but looking at how that's doing. But also, it brings up the issue. One of our reporters, Allegra, just did a story this morning about driving under the influence of marijuana. Yes. Um, how are police departments handling this? And it's actually very interesting because. The sobriety test, it's a lot uh, lengthier than a sobriety test. Right. It's actually, I think they said it was a 12 step process to test if someone is driving under the influence of marijuana. They actually have to take them back to the police station, do some blood work. So it's, it's interesting to see how police departments are going to fund that and also how they're going to handle that because it's not the same as a sobriety field test. Well, there was
0: a warning. Critics said, you, don't, you can't test for marijuana just yet. But We passed the bill. Uh, we did a lot of things. We kind of put the we did put the cart before the horse with regard to getting Make marijuana a lot of money. advertising <laughs> well, and other yeah. things had to be fixed well, afterwards.
2: Well, it, right, and now the money, as was alluded to, is catching up to where the revenue for the yeah. state is catching up to where they thought it was going to yeah. be. It's holding steady just for the recreational sales around seven million dollars a month, which is where they thought it was going to be earlier on. It didn't go that fast, and again, yeah, yeah, we that did that stories that you know with with uh, the the dispensaries and the cultivators yeah. like well, you didn't let us advertise, right? Massachusetts has all these billboards in Rhode Island. You drive down 95 and it's all for dispensaries right over the border, let us advertise. Now they're able to advertise and it seems like they had a point. Now business is up and they're at that point. Now we have the Cannabis uh, Commission that's Mm -hmm. up and running and they could approve up to 24 more recreation only dispensaries. So it's interesting to see because, you know, some of the critics in Massachusetts say they flooded the market. There's too many dispensaries, and now they yeah. drove the prices down and some of them out of business.
0: And I have to tell you, the dealers, the street dealers, are still out there. They have their customers. Some of them say, "We'll beat the price, and you know me, so stick with me. You're
2: not paying taxes.
0: Yeah, you're not putting people out of yeah, business. Yeah, but you really you're don't know what you're getting. The street, either, right? yeah, that's the well, that's true. The, the, yeah, the, the shops fentanyl. say ours has been tested. You know what you're getting. Sometimes Providence dominates the news. This year, though, Pawtucket is right up there. And we have the person of the year from oh. Pawtucket. Ooh, congratulations, so Allison. We have to yeah. defer to you, Allison. But uh, in Pawtucket, let's begin. I'll work my Where way backwards. Where do you backwards. want to start? Well, this week they said the tower, <laughs> the tower, that famous tower over City Hall, needs $22 million worth of repairs.
1: Five times what voters they,
0: approved. what the cost the of the mayor, going up.
1: It's a lot. And the mayor came out in front of this. It has to do with, like, moving the employees out, bringing them back in. It's an art deco building. It's...
0: Phone. It's a pretty tower, famous, it's a tower. but it's falling apart. they have the no facade cell phones. It's going to fall on people.
1: Yes, and they have no cell phone and service water in, the basement. in there as well, which it's is a, a tower problem.
0: So. <laughs> it's <Patuckus laughs> okay, the Tower of strong, Terror. It's version of Tower of Terror. That's strong,
1: but okay. Well, I mean, you know,
0: <laughs> uh, the notion is move them out, maybe build a whole new complex, let that thing even, uh, It can't be, be five
1: down. times the price. They, they can't
2: absorb right. that. I, so. Listen, I think in today's day and age, uh, taxpayers want... Yeah. Cost efficiency, for right? Sure. So, do you look? Do you sell it to a private investor, maybe they turn it into one of you know a condo building or Housing. something like well, that. hold or, on, we have a guy up there who wants to throw do. some money at Pawtucket.
0: Have you been following this? The Salaview <laughs> story. This guy wants yes. to buy McCoy. Yes. Oh, don't
1: you think he came in late?
0: Very late. Yeah, very, very oh, and late. on a lark. Apparently, his kid likes to fly drones over old stadiums. He went back and said, "Dad, look at this one." Well, what's that? Now, the guy does have money. He yeah. is legit. Yeah, I he checked him He did show out. up. He talked he, to the mayor. He says, "I want to buy McCoy, and I'll put a team in there." Of course, this all happens after. McCoy had great plans to tear that thing down and build a high school. Right. I mean, uh, the so
2: it's the ship sailed. Yeah, Yeah. and it seems like the ship has sailed, and they're moving on with the soccer stadium. Right? Is that? their stadium of dreams.
1: They desperately need a new high school. I was just in Tolman a week ago doing a talk. They desperately need to deal with Shea, deal with Tolman and bring in a new modern school. I mean, we saw what happened with Winters Elementary, hope it goes a little bit smoother than that, Mm -hmm. but they are desperate for new facilities for the school department. So that's the site. That's what they're planning on doing.
0: One more also in Pawtucket. Patrolman Dolan, the embattled police yes. officer, he was acquitted of that shooting in South County, got off the hook on that, mm-hmm. but then got it rearrested on his own personal charges, and now he's out completely.
2: Yeah. And the mayor
0: is happy about that. Yeah, the mayor from the start than,
2: wanted yeah. him fired, and you know, he came out. Again, he talked in that clip we played yeah. a few minutes ago about Leobor, the law enforcement officer's bill of rights, which has come under a lot of criticism in Rhode Island in recent years. Critics say it provides police officers too much protection and doesn't give police chiefs enough discretion so some of the chiefs are for the reform too because the chiefs can't suspend someone for more than two days without going through this hearing process which again is a three-person panel which Uh, has yeah one person that the officer picks one that the department picks and one who's independent but is usually a police officer Mm -hmm. and so they reach this resolution with officer Dolan before they finish the hearing that he would step down and resign they'll pay health insurance for his kids. For a year, he's going to get paid out more than twenty thousand dollars for comp and vacation time. But it kind of wipes their hands. They said we'd rather do that than spend tens of thousands on a legal process. Mm -hmm. But the thing with the greater picture with Leobor is it keeps not getting anywhere in the state house. There's reform, there's repeal. Mm -hmm. There seems to be some compromise, and it just
3: yeah. And we saw the loophole with the Daniel Dolan case because they had once he got acquitted of the charges, they had to give him one hundred twenty-three thousand dollars in back pay. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm.
1: right,
2: right. because he was out of work, but they said you were entitled to get right. that pay, and you should have been. All
3: right, one more Pawtucket
1: story. Have Ty we even pulled
2: on? We did two with you. Uh, two. I was just going oh, to say,
1: Timewater is moving forward.
0: Okay, that's the soccer stadium across the way. I walked by it
1: the other day. It is, like, under
0: construction. Yeah. Oh, wow. it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, only because Pawtucket is borrowing another $50 A million. Well, that's the
2: original amount, right? right. So that, yeah. they actually have now put that out to bond. Remember, they put the public financing part of it on pause yeah. in the spring, and that was like, uh-oh, now we're in trouble, and that's when the construction stopped. Now the construction picked back up. They put the bonds now uh, out to market. Um, and the developer has said now the cost has gone up again, but they're not going to ask for more money. We'll see. Remember, they already, well, they shifted, they already shifted some of the public plans funding. Right, they, were gonna the yeah. they were going to do apartments. They were going to do housing. They said, oh, now it's too expensive. We're going to shift. And the governor, as the head of the Commerce Board, Said you got it right. If you're and building Disney World, you got to build that, castle. the castle, okay. right? Yeah. Right. So build the stadium first. See what we can do later. So it's right. already
1: they're going to play though next yeah. year at Bryant.
2: They're playing at Bryant. Yeah. They're They've moving. Got some they're hiring players. And uh, listen, let's wish them luck.
0: Yeah. Right. At this point, we're all in it together. This right. thing goes they down. They They're going to they're yes. take us down. Their banking so partner. partner. Yeah. Yeah. They
1: have a mascot. Central yeah. yeah. Bank, I think, is their banking partner. So
0: I saw the mascot. I don't know who sold them that thing. That's supposed to be a seal. I think it got out of a lab. What do you think it looks like? uh, Chuck E. Cheese, but doesn't look really? anything okay. like a seal. Anybody see that they not talking about? Do. Yeah, um, it's a little, okay. it's a little odd. <laughs> all am right, so we're going to ask you for one more story. because okay. you're on the streets every day, homeless. Any other topic you'd like to bring to the table?
3: Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about homeless? Is that we said. Yeah,
0: we're, that has been the topic all year long.
3: That's been a major issue, obviously in Providence, but also Pawtucket. Bringing back to Pawtucket and with everyone under the. Uh, Overpasses the past year, so I guess the real question is, how do you solve this, and what is a long-term solution?
2: Well, have they done better this year? Right? It seems like they came out with a plan. Will that right? They're buying property, building housing. Right. Last year there was coming up in December. There was tents on this, you know, the state house grounds. Mm -hmm. So did that push the issue and force it, right? They're in a deal to buy the old Charlesgate nursing home. Right? One they minute they're have these. I could do this with our reporters. <laughs> yeah. They know the time queue. Yeah. They said one they're going to have those little portable pallet homes, but right? There are hundreds right. more shelter spaces, so is that going to get Mayor it done? Mayor Smiley
1: came right. out very strongly about that, too, Yeah. when it came down to one individual, right? That was interesting.
2: Yeah, we're getting into
0: the, ho- the homeless hotel business. The governor is buying mm-hmm. buildings, including Charlesgate, to recon- reconfigure into private rooms and suites because we know the homeless don't want cots on a big floor. They just uh, don't want it. All right, we got 30 seconds. What are you thankful for?
2: Uh, I'm thankful for the co-workers that I have and working at a good Easy answer. Easy answer. That was a good one. Are you going into politics? Grateful for (laughs) for family. 20 seconds. Family.
0: Family. And how about you, Liz? I
3: would say family, too, but also being able to work at my hometown news station. Yeah, Yeah, that's right.
0: East Greenwich. East Greenwich. East Greenwich. Yeah,
3: me and Eugene. Well, I'm
0: thankful for you. And uh, you join us every Sunday on 10 News Conference. We'll see you again next week. Have a great rest of your weekend.